Hi everyone, welcome back to Child Of. Today I thought we might talk about cults. I mean, the second part of my title of my podcast is Surviving a Narcissistic Cult, and there's a reason why I have that. Um, The Oxford definition of what a cult is, is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or an object. Let's talk about why I use the phrase surviving a narcissistic cult. It probably sounds a little bit weird if you haven't dealt with a narcissist or you haven't lived in a familial cult. Um, But this plays back into some of my personal history and even some history before I was even born. So years before I was born, my father was actually a pastor. This is something I didn't know until later on in life. He had helped found a church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And interestingly enough, he wasn't actually in leadership for very long, at least not as far as I'm aware. When I was born, though, my family still attended the church. Um, It was called Northridge Community Church, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist anymore, but it might. I haven't actually looked in a long time. Um, But it was under different leadership by the time that I was by the time that I came around. And as I grew up, it became clear that my father was still, in a way, trying to get his grip on that church. He spent long hours after Sunday services arguing with the people in the leadership. And I remember a few times just sitting in the car with my mom and waiting for him, waiting and waiting and waiting. And my mom would be crying in the passenger seat. And I didn't understand at the time why she was so upset. I just knew that something was really wrong. Now, while the Oxford definition of a cult doesn't seem to require a cult to be centered around religion, I think it the definition can go beyond. It could easily be centered around pretty much any belief, religious, political, cats, dogs, it could be anything if you have the right kind of people or the right person that is manipulating the situation. It could be any form of ideology in general. Some cults revolve even around sex. If you guys have listened to the Dateline on uh, the Nixum, I think that's how you say it, cult, that was really interesting Um, I would highly recommend it if you like that sort of thing or if you're interested in expanding your understanding of these sorts of issues. Um, The biggest red flag, in my opinion, for a cult um, or cult-like environments is not being able to, as an individual, have your own unique ideas or to think differently than the group without punishment, abandonment, excommunication. Let's think about the Mormon church for an example. Power and control in general are the name of the game. Um, Cults like to use their power over people to force them to think, act, and believe exactly the same way that the leader does. This is so sickening to me because every person is so uniquely different and the way that we view the world is different inherently because we are different. 
And to exclude that or to try to make people into um, like robots or try to clone people into who you are or who you think that people should be, it just, it, it really destroys the beauty of individuality that God created. Anyhow, the leader of the cult is usually set up to be some sort of false god, although if you're in the cult, they are a godlike figure. You Everything that they say goes, they are ultimately all-wise, all-knowing, you know, the whole shebang. Cults really require a sort of assimilation to a group think or certain behavioral patterns. And for me, in my experience with my family, it was, I had to believe everything about God the way that my father thought things about God and I had to do things in my life the way that my dad thought that things should be done or had to dress a certain way because my dad had an issue with the female body in general and everything was his way or the highway and not even my mom had any say in really anything and at the end of the day it seemed like my mom and my sister and um, kind of my brother all really thought that he was this really all-wise, all-knowing, super godly, very smart, brilliant man. And all I saw was someone who used his power and his control over the family to get them to do whatever he thought or felt like they should do. Now, I think that the mark of a healthy home is being able to have discussions about different points of view without, I don't know, being trampled on verbally or being told that you're just wrong and not being able to really have a respectful dialogue between parent and child or siblings, whatever it may be. It's really important to be able to have different points of view and to be able to talk those things out and for the other person to understand or try to understand at least where you're coming from. Discussion is so important, but like in my family, every time you had a differing point of view, it wasn't a discussion, it wasn't a conversation, it was an argument. And it was my father crushing you into his point of view without taking into account why you had come to the conclusions you had. Now, from the experience that I have had personally with narcissists or narcissistic personality types, it seems like in order to be around them, you almost kind of have to fall into a cult-like mentality. You have to treat them with so much awe and respect because that's what they demand from you. So I can understand how these types of families come into being and I can understand why my mom and my siblings have gone down the path that they have of just believing that my dad is really, really spiritual, even though, in my opinion, he seems like he's spiritually dead. And it seems like it's that way with most cults, where the leader or um, the godlike figure in the group is always playing themselves off to be something that they're not, 
or more than they are in some way. They have this idea of themselves that does not match the reality. And you have to kind of keep an eye out for um, people like that who really aren't who they say they are. They aren't all they think that they're cracked up to be. Now, the familial cult that my father created because of his personality issues um, did happen to center around religion. My father was extremely Christian, religious, um, authoritarian type of man. And it's interesting. I grew up in the church. I grew up hearing, well, certain pieces of the Bible that kind of aligned with what my father wanted out of the family or out of his relationships. Um, And then there are parts of the Bible that I just didn't hear about. And it's interesting now having learned more about scripture and really delved into Christianity as an adult and realizing how much he manipulated um, what the Bible had to say in order to get what he wanted out of life. And this is really typical behavior for any abuser, any narcissist, any, you know, you name it, any type of abusive personality. They will manipulate to no end. They will lie to no end. They will do whatever they can, whatever it takes to get what they want, whatever result they have in mind. And I think personally that it's really sick to use faith or spirituality as a means to manipulate people. I think that that is a whole new low. And I think that my father is going to have to answer for that someday. I remember as a kid, I pretended that I was not interested in God at all, or I just didn't care about spirituality or what the Bible said, because I didn't want my dad to be able to use that as a stick to beat me with. When in reality... (laughs) I had my Bible hidden under my bed, all highlighted and with sticky notes. But I I hid it because I didn't want him to know that I actually was trying to develop a relationship with God. I cared about having a relationship with the God of the universe. That mattered to me. And I think that for a lot of people, that matters so much. And it's a really integral key part of our life experience and to use that as a way to manipulate someone oh man it makes me so mad to give you guys some examples um my father would always quote the verse um children obey your parents and (laughs) but he never seemed to acknowledge the verse that comes before that which says fathers do not frustrate your children or they will become discouraged like how do you how do you miss that and then the other one that I heard a lot was wives obey your husbands but the verse that comes directly after that is husbands love your wife as Christ loves the church and it was this sort of cherry picking that was directly responsible for a deep fear that I developed towards God after years of spiritual abuse at the hands of my father. It was this fear that God was like my father. And what could be worse than someone who doesn't love you, who doesn't show you compassion, who is only interested in controlling you or showing that he is 
more powerful than you, that doesn't listen to you, that doesn't show you respect or comfort you? What could possibly be worse than a God who controls the universe, who is like that? And that's what my father led me to believe, was that not only was God like him, but that he was like God. And that was terrifying. Um, And it's taken me years and years and years to dismantle the religion that he built in our cult-like family home and to create an accurate picture of what Christianity actually is. The interesting thing about cults, though, is that while they can at times control your behavior through fear or whatever it may be that they're using to hold over you, they cannot control your spirit, your heart, your thoughts, your beliefs. Not when it comes down to it. They can't get inside your head and make you believe anything that you don't want to believe. That's the beauty of the human being. I love that we are so tenacious and so capable of sticking to our own and like really digging our heels in when we feel it's necessary. And I know I did that a lot as a kid, digging my heels in and saying, you know what? I don't believe what you're telling me right now. And I really feel like it's really wrong, but I'm just going to pretend that, you know, I'm all for it. And I think it's great. Because if I don't, then you're going to throw a tantrum and I don't have the energy for that right now. It's really, people like this, especially narcissists, they're energy suckers. They just zap it right out of you. And it's no different when you're in a cult and the leader has narcissistic personality issues and you're trying to, you know, say, maybe I don't believe everything that you're telling me. They will really wear you down. They will really just suck the energy right out of you and make the conversation or argument, as it may be, go on for a really long time, longer than you thought possible. I've sat through many of these, I'll call them sermons, with a, you know, air quote, um, that lasted, you know, an hour, two hours, and you're sitting across the kitchen table and you're like, I'm pretty sure you've said the same thing like a hundred different ways, but I'm still here because I have to be and I'm listening because I have to. And it it really is crazy making. And that's another one of the tactics of narcissists or emotional abusers is to try to make you crazy, try to get a reaction, um, try to wear you down. It's really, it's ugly. It's interesting to me though that my father chose to use Christianity as a means of manipulation and control when Christianity is really fundamentally based around free will and freedom of choice. I mean, if God wanted robots and, you know, clone people, then he wouldn't have put the, you know, the that one tree in the garden where we had that choice to choose whether we stay in alignment with God or go our own way. Um, It's just really strange to me that a faith so fundamentally based around our own choice, our own autonomy, could be used by someone to force control and assimilation. Nonetheless, crazier things have 
been done and I am living proof that it can be done. It's just, it's really sad. It's really painful and it does leave scars. I personally don't think that there's anything more terrifying than feeling like if you don't assimilate or um, do what this person says that you need to do, that the God of the universe is going to reject you. Like, how horrible, especially as a child who's already experienced rejection from their parents, never really had that bond. It just didn't exist. Like, that's that's just taken it a whole nother step. Like, not only do my parents not really connect with me, but they're going to tell me that I'm going to be rejected by the God who made me. It's such a devastating message for a young person to hear, and... Living in that, living through those messages and having to really hold my own and seek out God in private, it taught me a whole new level of perseverance. And if you are one of those people like me who grew up in a family like this where you had to assimilate, you had to submit to the power and authority of whoever the the cult leader of the family was, or the the strongest personality. Um, I would love to hear from you. Uh, both my Instagrams are linked. One's a personal Instagram, and one goes to the Instagram that's specifically for this podcast. Um, I'd love to hear your story. And with that being said, I hope you guys all have an awesome week, and I will talk to you next Tuesday.